Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. The thing that you can't overlook is how good they are. Mackey and Judd. They've been at the forefront. On 1500 ESPN. I have a business proposition for you. I have a proposition for you. I've got a proposition for you guys. I want to hear proposition. I've got a proposition for you. So let's hear them. It's Minnesota Sports Profit Time with Mackey and Judd. I got I got at least three of them for you gentlemen today. Okay. I'm trying to come up with a good fourth hypothetical. I'm still honing it. We'll see if it comes to me before the end of the segment here. But since we were talking a lot of wild there in the uh, 9.30 to 10 o'clock block. Clock block. That was close. <laughs> Here's one for you. What is more likely to happen over the next five years? All right. The wild wins a Stanley Cup. Or the wild drafts number one overall. <laughs> um, I would say that if Paul Fenton can tweak his way to a, enough tweaks, I'm going to say that the Wild wins a Stanley Cup because making a playoff run is certainly not impossible. Wow. Let's not gloss past what Judge just said. Though. I think it's winning. I, I was think fully it's expecting you to say no, draft number you know one what? overall. You know what? If you may, if you're willing to part with Chuck's projects, Chuck's kids, and parlay them, I mean, I went through a list of trades that Nashville made that were substa- that were all all within themselves. Not a ton of players, not like multiplayer deals, yeah. but changed the face of the franchise and made them extremely competitive. If you pull off, and as as I've told you and Collar has before, you've got a handful of GMs who are morons. So if you go to the right team with Granlin, and and now let's say it's Nita Ryder, Zucker. and now let's say it's Coyle, if he scores, if you go to the right teams and parlay that into uh, some very good prospects, some good players, I'm going to say Stanley Cup. You are 100 percent right, Judd. Paul Fenton knows that the owner of the team wants to compete for a cup. He doesn't want to rebuild. So obviously he's not going to tear the team down, which you would need to to finish in last place and get that first uh, that first pick in the draft. And that's what it's all about. I'm not saying the chances of winning a Stanley Cup are necessarily good, but it's probably easier at this point. Well, certainly easier to get into the playoffs and let's have a coin flip series. Let's see what happens. 
and then easier to wind up with the cup than it is to be the absolute worst team in the NHL, which would be really hard to do. Although, how close were the Blackhawks to being the worst team in the NHL? Were they? F- I mean, they weren't. They weren't a bottom feeder points wise. They were in a tough division. They missed the playoffs. Yeah, f- one of the bottom five teams, close to in the they league. They might have been. Yeah, and they still had Patrick Kane. They still had. Taste. So they didn't tear it all down, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a, a trio of optimists here. I'm gonna say more likely that they win a Stanley Cup because I mean Pat came on our show and him and I agree on if you can get in and get hot or get in and have a goalie or get in and have the chemistry right. We've seen it with the Kings and Jonathan Quick. Obviously, Devin Dubnik needs to play better in the playoffs to, or, or at least play lights out for several rounds. And in uh, Vegas, nobody would argue that Vegas has the best roster in the Western Conference, but they have some ingredients. And maybe some good fortune on their side. And here they are. They're going to play for a Stanley Cup next week. A goaltender standing on his head makes a huge difference. It sure does. All right. How about this one? Carl Anthony Towns. What is the most likely outcome of these three for Carl Anthony Towns' Timberwolves career? With all the drama that we've seen. Now, of course, the Brian Windhorse and the guys who are stirring this pot are complaining that the sports news site aggregators are just being too aggressive with their interpretation of the strife. You talked no, to Doogie, didn't you? Which is absurd. Doogie's going to come in sometime Doogie's this week. Very and he'll be the same way. No, but it's not. Where there's smoke, there's fire. So here are the three scenarios, <laughs> all right? Will he what's more likely that he's traded within 2 years, that he stays long term but the team flounders. Flounders kind of like the KG era where they should be better because they have this guy but they're not. So kind of like this year. Yeah. But on repeat for like mm-hmm. 8 years. Like the or, KG era. Until. Exactly. Yep. Or that Cat stays long term and takes the franchise to heights that it's never seen before. Or Dave? that he's part of the you know franchise that goes that one hundred percent B. Okay. One hundred percent B. I think he does stay and saying that the Timberwolves will compete or maybe even win the NBA finals. It's always seemed a little laughable, save for the uh KG spree Cassell year that actually went well. So it's absolutely number two. Cat stays. Jimmy leaves. Tibbs leaves. Some other coach comes in. Whatever happens, and they're, the team is floundering around between, let's say, sixth and tenth in the West. All right, I have one one question uh, before I can provide my answer. Does Glenn own the team throughout this scenario? Oh man, I mean, I, I yeah, probably okay. right. B. Yes, Dave's right. B. Okay. If Glenn owns the team, Cat stays. They pay Cat. Uh, Tibbs gets blown out, uh, and they and Cat's a very nice player, but they they flounder. This is gonna. I just have no faith. You know me. I'm gonna say C. I think it's so doom and gloom right now. It's it feels so doom and gloom, and he's such a talent that's just getting dumped on right now for no reason. It's like we've taken the best thing they have as a franchise, and we've decided let's nitpick that. Let's go. Forget about the fact that they don't shoot threes and their defensive wizard coach came in and has made them 26th in defensive net rating. So you're saying Let's trade. go pick on the guy over here. I'm so not you're, saying, What? So so you're you're saying which one? I'm saying he that he takes the franchise to new heights at some point. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I'm not saying he gets traded. Okay. And if this is where Glenn Taylor, we didn't want him to step in on the Wiggins trade, this is where Glenn, okay, if yes. Tom Thibodeau's on the phone with a franchise and they're talking about Carl Anthony Towns, you cut the phone line. And if it's and if it's not a hard line, you take the phone out yeah. of his hand, you throw it off the wall. I was going to say, what if he's wall. texting? Yes. 
So uh, I think once the smoke kind of clears here, I don't think Tom Thibodeau is going to be the one who sees this thing get to new heights in a few years, but I'm going to say he sticks around. All right. All right. Final prop bet question for you guys here. Who will be in Minnesota longer? P.J. Fleck or Richard Pitino? Oh, this one's pretty simple for me, actually. (laughs) I am going to go with A, P.J. Fleck. Okay. I think Fleck... All right, this year's going to be a, a disaster. But the first two years for Fleck, are not, he's not going to be, Coyle's not going to come in and be like, these first two years have been a disaster, and now if, if year three isn't great, you're fired. He's going to say, I get it. I get what's going on, on here. Gopher football has been a dumpster fire, to use that, that term again, for so long that I think there's going to be, I, PJ's got a grace period here. Um, Coyle likes Patino, but between if they have a bad year again, this coming season, I think it's going to get to be where there is definite pressure on Patino. If they have a good year, basketball coaches move a lot. And I could see Patino saying, it's been fun, but if I can get a job down south or something, I'm gone. So I think by some means here uh, that if, if Patino's around in three years, I'll be mildly surprised. I think Fleck's going to be around here for, well, go for football. We'll pro- it'll get better, but it probably won't be great. Fleck could be here for eight years or something. So to me, this is very simple. It's P.J. Fleck will be around longer than Richard Pitino. And you mean total time in Minnesota, not just from this point onward? From from this, from, uh, good question. From this point forward, who sticks around longer? Then it's more of a 50-50. I was going to say easily Pitino, actually, my answer was going to be. But, okay. Um, probably PJ, but I think it's close either way. I don't think either of them have a ton of years here in Minnesota. You got to keep in mind though, PJ also has, you know, he's got the car dealership. It's you know doing well. Got- Heather Flack. Hey Heather, good to have you in at Key Cadillac today. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like you and PJ are really acclimating well to the Twin Cities. How you liking that new Escalade, Heather? <laughs> I'm gonna say PJ Flack as well. Rowing the boat, and not I think I think Patina has a bounce back season, <laughs> but I'm with Judd on this one. It's possible that a, a bounce back season in a couple good years, and he takes a step up somewhere else. Um, I don't know, maybe he goes to the SEC or something. So, or maybe he gets into a brand new SUV. <laughs> Got only one question: Did did on, on the, the hey, way Heather? back from the Fenton press conference, Dave? Did suit stop at uh, the local Quick Trip? For a bite to eat? You think he didn't? <laughs> did, did Ryan pull in and get out on the get on the uh, crutches and go in to get a bite to eat for the family? Hey guys, when I stop at Quick Trip, I not only stop for some good gas, but I can't resist two for two dollar roller dogs. That's right, and perhaps some cinnamon rolls for the kids <laughs> for breakfast in the morning. I love, I love my Quick Trip. <laughs> I love Ryan just pulling into the gas station, pick up some dinner, some egg salad sandwiches for the family. Yeah, the personal chef, tell him to take a night off. I got some chicken salad sandwiches from the gas station. Hey, hon, guess who brought home a cheese mountain pizza? That's right, this guy. Who's got two thumbs and roller dogs for the family? Right here. Well, thank God I signed that 13-year, $98 million contract. I can afford Quick Trip now. Did you guys see the photo? I think it was front page of the Star Tribune of uh, Souter. With the crutches? Yes, I did. No, Look, I did it's not. It's just so sad. Judd, pull out your paper. Show Phil during the break. It's <laughs> All right, unbelievable. All right. Hey, well. guys. Just here on my crutches. Oh. <laughs> there it is.
Oh, look at him. Just a small photo of (laughs) Suits. He's got his lips pursed, looking to the left. Did someone just take a creeper photo of him standing there in the hallway? Yeah, that's what it looks like. (laughs) It was a public place. (laughs) Hey, could someone open the door for me? (laughs) I got to get to quick. Guys, guys. Matt Thomas, radio voice of the Rockets and friend of our show when we come back. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Way too many words. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd now continue. I thought y'all be more excited than this. On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Proud sponsor of The Beer Show. Thank you, David. Here's Harden with the drive. And oh! stops a facial by James Harden. Here's Durant setting it up. Oh, Green missed the slot. Now that absolutely will be on Shaq in the pool right there. Wide open dunk attempt by Draymond Green. Beautiful pass by KD. We used to call this breaking your back growing oh, up. Oh, man. That we used to try to dunk and you couldn't get there. He needs to go see the contractor after this. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was that was a fun game. 2-2 series in the West. We have a couple 2-2 series right now. And uh, because of the nature of how many three-points, you can see games be 30-point, 40-point blowouts because one team doesn't hit threes and the other one does. Last night was more of a defensive grind uh, to 95 points. Matt Thomas is our friend from uh, 790 in Houston. He's the radio voice of the Rockets. Uh, were you breathing into a brown paper bag in the fourth quarter last night? Um, I was after the third quarter after Steph Curry had kept getting three-pointer after three-pointer. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to happen again. I don't know if you guys <laughs> believe this, but is the, are the Golden State Warriors the greatest third-quarter team in the history of the NBA? God, they just beat the tar out of you. They do. If you can so, just, like, not be down by 40 at the end of the third, you have a chance. Yeah. That's the goal. But uh, Yeah, but I'll tell you this. Uh, that's a basketball team. Look, the Rockets get criticized for playing too many minutes. Their starters, Chris, James, you know, Trevor Ariza. Why are you guys playing 40 minutes when you're, you know, beating up the uh, the Bobcat, not Bobcats, the uh, Hornets by 24 points? Well, because you have to get mentally and physically prepared for that. And I thought last night, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, Golden State looks spent. I think the Rockets took advantage of that. How t- tired are both sides now, Matt, of being asked the, the very simple question, how much pressure is on? I think I've heard that before every game of this series to at least one team, if not both teams and coaches, the pressure question. You know what? You must have been listening to my show on iHeartRadio Online. I appreciate that, Judd, because yesterday we talked with my producer and I were having a spirited argument about whether or not last night was a must-win. And I just think from the tenor of the series, it it was for the Rockets. You split this thing 2-2. You're now a a best-of-three with at least the two games in your building if it goes to a Game 7. That's what you fought for. That's why you won 65 regular season games. That's why, you know, you, you had these amazing records in January and February because you wanted to be able to have something that Golden State's been cherishing for the last couple of years. You lose this, and let's be brutally honest, how many people in America can say, yeah, the Golden State Warriors can lose three straight games? It hasn't happened in the playoffs since, obviously, LeBron and the Cavaliers did it in 2016. But with this super lineup, it just wasn't going to happen. So, yeah, I uh, pressure, must win, whatever you want to call it. It happened last night, and uh, it just shows you how crazy the NBA game is because the Rockets go from their worst playoff loss ever in the history of their franchise 
to probably one of their top seven or eight all-time victories in the postseason. Yeah, Matt Thomas uh, hanging out with us here, and and, and this this Western Conference series now tied at two games apiece, like he just said. Chris Paul, I love watching Chris Paul. I think if now if he's daggering your favorite team, which happens at Target Center all the time, he can be a pest to watch. But what are the ways in which this franchise and Mike D'Antoni and even James Harden have unlocked new levels to Chris Paul's game that you've seen? Well, I just think Chris has, and I don't know if it's more trust or he's more comfortable or he is given some more latitude. You know, Mike D'Antoni, you know, is going to devise a system that's going to allow every player to to work at their best. Guys, you're going to realize Mike D'Antoni will never tell a player not to shoot. Uh, the sad thing about it is one of my favorite players of the team is Ryan Anderson, and Ryan's just not playing anymore because Ryan's lost that confidence to take the shot. And if anybody in the NBA that's going to give you confidence, it's Mike D'Antoni. So I think Chris is... You know, remember, think about this. The Rockets never shot mid-range jumpers at all last season. Mm-hmm. We're scolded, you know, and I'm not saying literally, but just figuratively, they were scolded for doing that. It's all about three-point shots, layups, and dunks. Chris has added that mid-range game because he's one of the best mid-range shooters in the history of the NBA. So I think when you're a star that brings positive things to the, to the game, your defensive intensity, your leadership, and doing things a little outside the box, you have to have a coach that, it allows that, and I, I don't mean to say this, not that Coach Stable wouldn't be able to do that for the, any of the Wolves players, but you know, Mike's going to let the guys do what they do best, and I think with Chris's ability to still knock down the three-point shot, the mid-range shot's always been there, it puts him in a better frame of mind, plus he's got other guys he can go to, whether it's James Harden in the second quarter of last night's game, whether it's uh, Eric Gordon with a couple of monster dunks in the middle of the game, whether it's uh, Eric hitting his first three-point shot late in the fourth quarter, uh, this is a well-rounded team. It's not very deep anymore like it was during the regular season and even the first round of the series against the Wolves. But this rotation of seven guys is pretty damn good. And to see Chris be able to rebound after kind of a sluggish game three and then miss the first four shots of last night's game, it was a very pleasant surprise. Hey, so, Matt, so ha- having been around Mike and this team uh, the entire year and now seeing Steve Kerr and being around the, the league and observing teams that are successful, when you watch how the Wolves are run, do you do you see a template that can work for sure? Because I mean, t- you know, we watch Tibbs here, uh, Matt, and it's very to me, it's very 1970s, 80s, a lot of angst and yelling and screaming yeah. and barking. And I watch D'Antoni, I watch Kerr, I watch Brad Stevens, and I see Popovich. I see cool customers who, who, if players are struggling, they certainly don't get ridden for, for that. Do you do you see in in your experience now of seeing uh, successful teams? Do you see a template here that can work, or do you say? Wow, that seems that seems like a lot for players in 2018 to put up with. Well, it's funny because you know you and I we've always teased about the his language and how right. you know boastful he is out there, borderline inappropriate. Yep. And I asked you know some guys that have been with the organization a lot longer, you know, because Thibs was an assistant here under Van Gundy, and I said, you know, did you see Thibs as a potential head coach? And he said, yeah, because he's so much like Van Gundy. So. Um, I, you know, I know, I just, Mike D'Antoni, guys, is so laid back. And maybe if I knew Mike D'Antoni is a Phoenix Suns coach, I wouldn't think the same thing. Because I think Mike's even said he's a different coach. These players are going to get you new, fresh contracts, and they're also going to get you fired in a very short period of time. You have to really pick and choose your spots. Mike D'Antoni, and, you know, it said after the Game 3 loss, he says, yeah, times on the floor, we were soft. 
you guys got to remember, very soft is a very difficult word to, to tell athletes. The sign of respect that he got is when the players said, hey, coach says you guys played soft, and he said, you're right. So uh, you'd have to answer that better than I. Uh, I don't know, does Thibs have that kind of relationship where he can have the tough love, be mad, and then go you know, pat a guy on the back and say, we're going to get past this? And, and I just don't know. I feel like, again, he's going to combust every single time. And I've had other people in the organization say, yeah, I just think he's a really good tactician. He's known for being a good defensive coach. He's got a young basketball team. But you just, in today's NBA world, boys, you have to you have to be you know, part dad, part vice principal, uh, but more dad than vice principal because these guys are going to tune you out when they do. I mean, that's the reason why all those, these Carl Anthony Town rumors are so interesting because it's re- I think so dumb. really, really fantastic. But dang. To have him say that there's issues after being just in the league just a handful of years, I mean, how could you not point at the relationship between himself and the coach? Yeah, and by the way, now that we're down this uh, now that we're down this path, if there's strife between Carl Anthony Towns and Tom Thibodeau, it's not that this is where like, we've gotten emails on this. Are you saying that that it's that Carl Anthony Towns is flawless? No, of course not. He's like 22 years old. But if there's strife that can't be fixed between the two of those guys, guess who's responsible for that? The coach who's 60 years Wait. old. Connect yeah. with your young Think guys. Like I'll give you a great example. Uh, last year, LaMarcus Aldridge was hated being a San Antonio Spur. I mean, he wanted to be traded. In fact, we were talking on draft night last year. You know, is he going to get moved? And Popovich took it upon himself and said, look, I need Carl Anthony. I mean, I need uh, LaMarcus Aldridge to help us be a good basketball team. They've been in their relationship, and they're strong as ever. The guys that's been on the NBA traveling these roles the last two years, you have to, whether you have to swallow your pride you just, you know, the, the gone of the days of Bill Fitch and some of the old school guys. You have to, you have to, you know, make sure you you keep a good relationship. And I think that's why Steve Kerr's been so successful in Golden State is because I'm not kidding. You don't be buddy buddy with these guys because you have to be a, some sort of disciplinarian. But you got to pick and choose your spots. And if you constantly berate, and whether it's in front of a microphone or at practice. It's going to wear on these guys, and I, you know, I see an Andrew Wiggins face when every time I watch the Rockets for the Wolves, I see it in his face. I thought Carl Anthony Towns looked distant in that series against the, the Rockets. So, uh, and if I'm if I'm Phoenix, I grab him. If that, if that's the hot rumor, I would take Carl Anthony Towns in a heartbeat. Now, I do think he's got to improve his game, but I think you know you you don't want to have that reputation, boys. Of I need to go somewhere else. I need to change your culture, and I think that's part of the reason why the Rockets is so attractive. Why guys like Luke Bamute came here in the offseason? Why P.J. Tucker came here in the offseason? Because the word around the NBA is that Mike D'Antoni is going to let you do what you do best. And uh, it's, a, it's a really good, relaxed atmosphere, and it's made a huge difference in where this team is today. Meanwhile, the rumors from free agency last year were how many guys just didn't want to play, just like feared playing for Tom Thibodeau. Hey, last thing for you, since we're doing this Carl Anthony Towns thing, did what did you think of him as a player up until that Rockets playoff series, and did his poor performances, mostly in that series, make you think less of him long term at all, Towns? Uh, especially early in the series, the answer is yes. The one thing I always thought about Cat uh, during the four Rockets regular season games, which were all wins, is why is he shooting three point shots? I know he's a forty percent shooter, but when you are as physically imposing as he is, I, I mean, I would not stay, I would not go, you know, further away from fifteen feet. Now, that may be just different because today's NBA World, fives can shoot three-point shots, and we even have it here with the Rockets. But, um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe how passive he was early in that series. And I'll tell you what, when Clint Capella, who has become one of the most improved NBA centers, dominates you in that series, I, I, I thought it was big-time pause 
for Wolves fans. Again, I still would build a franchise around him, but I think Carl Anthony, when you get in the playoffs, guys, I mean, go, go ask all the great NBA players what it's like your first playoff series as compared to being in the playoff series four or five years. I think James Harden has changed his ways. I think probably Chris Paul's a different player today. I mean, take anybody that's, that can go back in their first ever playoff series and say, what do I need to be different? And I think if Carl has spent some time looking at that film, he's got to be thinking, I just got outplayed by Clint Capella, a very good center, but I've got way more physical tools. But I think the rest of the NBA said, I'd take, I'd take Clint Capella over Cat in that series. And I think that, uh, um, to me, I, I just couldn't believe how passive he was. And, and maybe it's part of the Rockets. Maybe it was part of, you know what, we got no chance to win this series. Yeah. Hey, I, you know what? I was 50-50 going into this series on who I was rooting for. I'm rooting for the Rockets now. So good luck to you your Rockets. For the war- wait, wait, stop, stop. How could you root for the Warriors, seriously? Lebr- I wanted LeBron Warriors at first for a fourth time. But I understand how absurd that sounds now that it comes out of my mouth and the public hears it. I, I think the rocket. The Ro- I like Draymond Green. I'm rooting for him. I, I love Steph Curry's mouthpiece. <laughs> really? You know, I like to buy tickets in the first ten rows, just hoping to catch Steph Curry's mouthpiece. That's my new Thank goal God at NBA Judd games. All rockets all the time. I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> Judd's a, Judd has rockets briefs oh, on I'm right a, now. I'm big. I'm yeah, big I, rockets I, guy, I, Matt I Thomas. I saw him before the show. I love your show, and I love the rockets. <laughs> There you go. So who do you think is going to win? I mean, you can take Golden State. I'm okay with that. I, mean, I think Golden. Think I think Golden State wins in seven in Houston. I'm sorry. It's going to be horrible for wow. you. I think. I think that's going to happen. Yeah. I think the Rockets win Game Five, and I think the Warriors win the next two to get to the finals. <sighs> and then the Rockets add LeBron James in the off season. Just close games, Matt. Close games now. No. No more thirteen twenty two. 38. Just give me close games. What is it? Five hold, point games. Hold on. If that happens, if the Rockets get beat in that fashion and then the Warriors destroy LeBron in the finals, yeah. percent chance LeBron James plays for Houston next year. Boy, you're putting a percent on that? Um, is it more is it more than like 5%? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I, do you, does he go to Philadelphia? I mean, they're not ready. Uh, does he go to L.A.? It's him and Paul George, and then a bunch of castoffs. I I don't know who who has uh, to leave. Who has to leave there for LeBron to come there for, from a financial standpoint, Matt? Ooh, that's a tough. I, I, you know? Here's the problem, and I'm yeah. such a big Ryan Anderson guy. You guys, but he's making twenty plus million dollars each in the next two years, and he doesn't even play anymore. So I would think, how do you get rid of that? Uh, you got to take care of Clint Capella, who might get a max deal from somebody the way he's played. Uh, Chris Paul's got to get re-signed, although that probably won't be that big of a deal. Um, and I think Tillman Fertitta, the new owner of the team, is going to pay any sort of uh, luxury tax if necessary. But I would have to think LeBron would have to come here on a quasi-discount, and uh, there's no history of him doing that, especially with the new basketball team. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would put it – God, it's so hard to put a percentage on it. Maybe I would say 25. Would that See, be fair? You're telling me there's a t- – that would be so much fun. That's – that's Man, more than a fun. chance, Chris, right Chris there. Paul and LeBron are very good friends. That'd be a lot of fun. What would you call? It? I mean, we got the Hamptons Five. Yep. Um, I, I mean, the Southeast Texas Five. Well, I, I've I heard. What, what you? Would, yeah. I think you'd call them the the uh, LeBrockets, wouldn't you? Now, if the Rockets win this whole thing, he doesn't come under any circumstances. Right. 
Right. So you. So, but but in in Phil's world, if if Golden State wins in seven, and LeBron thinks to himself, "I am the final piece to that puzzle," and and see, I think I think LeBron would go to the West because all these people say, "Well, he's he's not going to go to that conference because it's too tough." A guy like LeBron doesn't think that way, in my opinion. I think also, he thinks to himself, "I go to Houston, we beat Golden State, I'm a bleeping hero." For sure. Also, I think he resents the fact that like Kevin Durant took such an easy path and won a championship, and he said, "You know what? If all." I'm going to be judged on his championships in 20 years. Who cares what they think of me now? And he wouldn't even be as villainous now if he went to Houston as he was when he left Cleveland for Miami eight years ago. No, because the, the hammering on the wall is that he doesn't like the ownership. Cleveland's all trading their uh, squads around. I mean, no, if any, I don't think anybody would berate him if he left Cleveland. I mean, look at that squad. I mean, I can't believe that series is 2-2. I just can't. I can't believe Boston goes on the road and acts like uh, a 35-win basketball team. They, you know, I think they're one and six during the postseason on the road this year. I mean, that's, that's. I mean, I know they're a young basketball team, but they look so good at home and so pedestrian on the road. I, I, I just LeBron for me would be in as a rocket would be awesome. But the first thing I think of is you know, can, there's only one basketball. Could LeBron and James work together? My guess would be if LeBron game here, his numbers offensively would would take a dramatic drop because I think he knows. This is still very much James in the prime of his career. The question is, how much does LeBron think he is still the alpha dog? Reckless speculation. That was a good session of reckless speculation. Matt Thomas, thank you very All much. Right, Matt. See you soon. See you guys. Enjoy. Matt Thomas from Sports Talk 790 and the radio voice of the Houston Rockets. Dave, what's coming up in stuff next? Twitter feuding, a big bomb for a guy who hasn't hit one in a long time, and a little quarterback pop quiz for you boys. Sit tight. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Yes! On 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackie, Judd Zolgad. You dudes are beacons of radio perfection. Mackie and Judd. I I love you guys. On 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Discount Tire this Friday and Saturday. Visit Discount Tire for great Memorial Day deals. Get up to $300 on select tire and wheel packages purchased with Discount Tire credit. Woo! Mackie and Judd Show, give me a go, no go for stuff you should know about. Host, go, producer, we're go. Technical, go, music, go. volume, go. the actual stuff, we are go. Control, we are a go. You are clear to launch stuff you should know about. We are go for launch. Should we start with a Twitter view, Dave Harrigan? Is that where you would like to start today? Well, we can certainly start on Twitter. Uh, I do have to dedicate stuff today to at PSU Brian on Twitter. Uh, he was my 1,000th Twitter follower. Thank you, Brian. This Thank you. How about that? Thank you, at PSU Brian. It's a special day for you. Big Very time, big day. And now I, you're going to start tweeting a lot, right? I'd say no. No, probably not. But maybe. I mean, we're up to 1,027. I've gained... 40 Twitter followers yeah, I threw in a, a day. That I, doesn't happen. I threw a tweet out that Dave, if he got don't to 1,000. Don't take 1, 000, credit for this. Well, I'm the one who is. Don't take credit us, for this. He gets all the credit. He put the tweet out there. I don't yeah. care. They're following but me, this not puts Phil. pressure on you now to tweet more. 1,027 people want to know what Dave Harrigan thinks. Well, I offered them all free admission to a ninth grade baseball game, and now the season's over, so I don't know if we can go like Legion or if we have to wait for next year. But I'd say you said ninth grade, so it's got to go till 2019, I guess. Or Mickey Mandelball. Let's hope I'm back. You want the Twitter feud, Judd? Sure. You saw the Nick Foles story yesterday. Foles uh, was asked by the Eagles, hey, yes. we got this deal that the, the Browns would like you. 
What do you think? You want to go quarterback the Browns? Maybe be a starter over there? And Foles said, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm totally fine being a backup here wow. when Carson comes back. I don't want to go to the Browns. Boy. Anyway, that was broken by Michael Silver, who writes for uh, NFL Network, NFL.com. Mike Florio is the guy at Pro Football Talk. He saw the uh, port and threw out on Twitter. I'm sure that uh, Hugh Jackson leaking that Browns, uh, leaking that to the Browns, tried to trade for Foles, will go over well with his boss. Mike Silver saw that. Hey, Mike. Number one, don't be a Richard. Number two, I had three sources as cited in the story. He was not one of them. Number three, attempted source outing is stupid. Number four, if you have something to say to me, text me. Wow. wow. Well, snap. There's a lot of, I feel like That's unpack right there, NFL, yeah, NFL reporterville is full of drama. You had the lock and forest stuff from last year. <laughs> you think I'm done? Oh, You Please. think Florio didn't fire back? Continue. Hey, Mike, one, <laughs> you're basically Hugh's agent. Oh, Number two, oh, everyone wow. knows it. Final word, oh. back to Silver. Oh. I'm basically your daddy. You can kiss the ring the next time you see me, and I'll put you on my knee and teach you about journalism. Night, son. Wait, Florio said that to Silver? Silver oh, said that oh, back okay. to Florio. Okay, wow. It's tough. Two mics going back. This is a lot of mics. Yeah, yeah. Great. Oh, it's oh. so petty. This, it's is, so al- petty. this is almost as good as the Ian Rappaport, Jason Lockenfora thing, yes. where Lockenfora tweeted mysteriously, Something like, don't ever allow my name to cross your lips ever again. Yes. I forgot about that. I love that. <laughs> but it wasn't even in response to anything. He just like tweeted at two in the morning after a few cocktails. <laughs> oh. If you had to it. guess, yeah. Gronkowski, not the tight end, but the racehorse, will be running in the uh, Belmont, Belmont coming up here after uh, the horse was pulled from the uh, Derby. What do you think uh, the opening odds are for Gronkowski the horse? How many horses are in the Belmont again? Is that uh, 5, 10, 14, 14 looks like 15. the field. This is uh, from Bovada or Odd Shark. Uh, well, I would Bovada. say with, with 14 horses, I would say probably in the neighborhood of 69 to 1. Ding, 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 oh, ding, yeah. ding. <laughs> I've seen that coming. Could it not be? Seriously. <laughs> Of course it has to be. <laughs> how how thrilled is Rob about this? Have we found out yet? He's oh, going to be absolutely giggling thrilled. up a storm. He pr- mm-hmm. It probably took him a while because you have to pick horses. It's got to be a horse that's good enough to get to the Belmont, but not good enough to like be one of the favorites. So it probably took some massage. <laughs> that right horse. Let's talk about bombs. Yesterday, Rafi's back, boys. That was his first, huh? That was his first one back in the uh, minor independent league team, whatever he's playing with. Yes, 53 years old. I told you my biggest complaint is is that they're in the Saints league, but that team's not traveling here. The Saints are going there. Okay, so they'll face him. So you don't get to see him. I'd love to go out there and see him. That'd be fun. 53-year-old. Where is it again? I believe he's in Texas. Yeah, it's okay. like Claiborne or something or something like that. Yeah, Cleborn Railroaders yeah. or like, yeah. something like they're mm. called anyway. That'd be a long bus trip. Uh, quarterback quiz for you guys. What two things do Derek Carr, 
Christian Hackenberg, E.J. Manuel, and Connor Cook all have in common? Crappy quarterbacks and... I mean, I guess that maybe counts for them. Derek Carr might not be crappy. We still don't know yet. Are they the all in Oakland now? Derek Carr's they game. are now all, all in playing Oakland. Playing for Gruden, yeah. Yes, playing for Gruden. That is one thing oh, they all have in They common. all did the Gruden quarterback They've camp. all been on oh, QB yeah. camp, oh. baby. They're all reunited with the master. He loved Hackenberg, right? I think he said after that that he Come would on. make him a first-round pick. Is there anyone he didn't love on QB yeah, camp? Yeah, okay. Touche. Hey, man, you're I right. got to tell you, you know nothing you know about what? football. I think you're going to suck, man. I don't think we ever heard that. <laughs> no, no, I, w- I really wish we had. <laughs> Tariko, this guy is going to be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Actually, uh, Wetmore has a pretty good uh, John Gruden. I think we get some dueling, wet- dueling Grudens here sometime <laughs> in studio. I tell you what, man, let's what, talk man? about popular athletes in sports today. ESPN has compiled uh, for the third time, for third year in a row, the World Fame 100, based on certain metrics, what they feel are the most 100 pop, most popular athletes in the world ranked. I feel like, was it them that did this once and Babe Ruth was was one of three baseball players? Or that uh, might have been a this different This is all thing. current athletes, so maybe they've done that too. But okay. this is all current athletes. I'm just going to start at number one. Let me know when I get to the point where you say... Really? This is in the world? This is in the world. Okay. Number one, Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. LeBron James, two. Okay. Back to soccer, Lionel Messi, number three. Fair enough. Neymar, number four. Okay. Number five, Roger Federer. In the world, okay. Number six, Tiger. Keep going. Number seven, Kevin Durant. Okay, yeah. uh, Rafael Nadal, eight. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Number nine, Steph Curry. Okay. Yeah. Number ten, Phil Mickelson. Uh, in the world, really? in the world, I in the world. Really? Uh, so we're getting. Okay. It's the shirt, right? It's the we puffy have, shirt. It's that possible. Did it. we the puffy shirt. To, put him over the top. It did. We haven't gotten to Tom Brady yet, though. That's why I'm like Mickelson over Brady. I don't know. Dur- Durant eleven. Durant over Curry surprised me slightly, but I would say really at uh, Phil eleven. You've got a cricket player from India, Virat Kohli. Oh, okay, not familiar. Well, that's great. Yeah, fantastic. But uh, you know, I'm just, I'm going to scroll down looking for Tom Brady. And first of all, number seventeen is Sun Yang, a swimmer from China. I think we've jumped the shark there. I, I don't know my Liter- Chinese swimmers well, very well. Li- li- literally, that's, pun intended, that's, that's sure. why that swimmer is ranked so high. Ability to jump sharks. Can you guess the top Minnesota athlete on the list at number 36? Brock Lesnar? No. Plays top. for a Minnesota team. Top Minnesota athlete. Is it Kirk Cousins? It's not no. Kirk Cousins. There's no way. No, wrong sport. Um, Andrew Wiggins? Something right weird. Team. Oh, Jimmy Butler? Nope. That? Nope. What? Uh, Jeff Teague must be nope. super popular. Belly? In is belly, nope. not, is belly Keep that going. big? Is belly big? Keep going. Jamal Crawford? No. Nope. <laughs> what do we... Derek Rose. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Derek Rose. Yes, 36. <laughs> the house guest who wouldn't go away. <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't go away. Now oh. he's infiltrated the rankings. He's killing it. Oh, uh, that's great. Uh, and the last thing, very quickly, Hollywood Reporter reporting... ESPN and UFC are finalizing a five-year deal to bring the UFC to ESPN, $150 million bucks per year. They actually have two separate deals reported at a combined $1.5 billion. Would you rather have Fox 
with the with the WWE, would you rather have WWE rights or UFC rights for the next five years? UFC leaving Fox then as part of this yeah. too. I think I'd rather have WWE. It's been successful longer. Yeah, I think it's got more because it's been around and it's got a following that you know is not going to go away. Yeah. I think I'd go wrestling. Yeah. You think you like football? Well, John Gruden doesn't just really like football. He f- loves football. Aaron Rodgers will not waste time running his great back into a loaded box when he has three receivers that are running a solution to his problems. It's a beautiful thing. Football! Football, yeah! Football! 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 Yes, and Judd are back after this brief timeout. How did your focus groups feel about cliffhangers? On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. One of the most absurd things you can do in sports media. On 1500 ESPN. Join past and present NHL players for a day of golf at the 2018 Minnesota NHL Alumni Classic. This year's event is taking place Monday, July 16th at White Eagle Golf Club in Hudson. In addition to a round of golf, each registration includes on-course food and beverages, dinner, player gifts, and more. For more details and to register, head to 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. I'm in a, I'm in a uh, rabbit hole on awfulannouncing.com right now where they have posted a five-year update or look back at the launch of Fox Sports 1 from 2013. Yep. And they had all those live shows, live programming all day. They had Regis. Regis, that crowd goes wild show. Mm-hmm. And had- it's just a full list of all of their on-air talents. And how almost no, almost none of them are with Fox Sports anymore. Well, the two are back on TSN, right? The uh, Jay and Dan. Yeah, yep. Uh, a lot of these guys aren't even like in media anymore. That Georgie, what's her name from the Crowd Goes Wild, the blonde host on Crowd Goes Wild, she's not even in media anymore. She's just like married to she someone. Bailed out, okay. And she's out. And then like Brian Urlacher. Some of these remember Brian Urlacher, no. Donovan McNabb, Gary Payton. Yes, I remember those. They had Randy Moss, out. Eddie George, yep. and Andy Roddick. Yeah. Well, well, so for Fox Sports Live, they just had a panel of uh-huh. former athletes. So it would be like Gary Payton talking about football. Uh-huh. And people are like, why is Gary and Payton Roddick. talking about football? I, I think the panel I saw the most was McNabb, Roddick, and Payton. Yeah. They, they were on all, all the time talking about Gabe Kapler, sports. too. Yeah. So they have, they have an update on where all these people are. Like Greg Norman was a golf analyst, and he was really bad. <laughs> Remember when, when Greg Norman... When Dustin Johnson three-putted on 18 to essentially blow the, was it the PGA Championship or the U.S. Open, US whatever Open it was a few years ago. Yeah. And Greg Norman was on Fox, and this was a perfect time to commentate on blowing a huge Sunday <laughs> moment. Yeah. And it was just kind of clunky, and I don't know. He was the perfect guy to have in the booth, and that was his moment, and he blew it. But, yeah, it's there's all these guys. Erlacher was a, a studio guy? Yeah, Erlacher. I don't really remember him. That oh yeah, much. he was he was one of their big time. We're gonna go talk about all the sports with Brian Erlacher and Gary Payton, <laughs> and then um, like Katie Nolan was on Crowd Goes Wild as I'm, a social media correspondent, I and then they, that, yeah. she bounced around doing some different stuff, and now she's with ESPN. Yep. So there's a rabbit hole if you're interested on in awful announcing. Let's come back. We have a Twins lineup for you. It's got a couple interesting twists, and we've been sort of wondering for like six months, maybe even more. What's the future of Brian Dozier and the Twins? And there might be some writing on the wall here that we can discuss when we get back. Plus, we'll talk Twins with Dan Hayes from The Athletic at 1130. 
And we'll talk to our Nervous Capitals fan friend, Chris Long, later in the show as well. Hang on. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Hurry up! On 1500 ESPN. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton. Motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.